Hello there. My name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I will be discussing characters and themes in Living, starring Bill Nye. Mr Rodney Williams is a bureaucrat in charge of the Public Works Department of London County Council in 1953. He leads a somewhat robotic, passionless and unfulfilled existence, unaware of or having forgotten the possibilities of an alternative life. Life for Mr Williams and his work colleagues is rather taken for granted and its potential is wasted as opportunities are allowed to escape them or slip through their fingers. Mr Williams' colleagues, of varying ages and temperaments, all display the contagious effects of peer pressure and conformity and are succumbing to the reassurance of security and habit at the expense of personal dynamism and fulfilment. Only Miss Margaret Harris displays enough gumption to show character and seek change, though we will see that she experiences similar issues in her next position as well. Mr Wakeling is the keen young innocent through whose eyes we witness this claustrophobic and mind-numbing situation, and he offers hope in terms of humanity and youthful optimism. Though we see through the example of the others just how easily he may eventually be worn down to become a shell of a man devoted to administrative competence. Mr Williams in particular has become a creature of unquestioning conformity and habit. He lacks energy and is numbed by the repetitive relative inconsequence of his life as he fulfils an administrative rather than active role within society, without truly considering what he wants from life or how to make the most of the life he has. That is, until the moment he is told his life is coming to an end, and he realises that possibilities for the future are limited and, indeed, that the future itself will soon be no more. Perhaps, like most of us, he thought he had plenty of time to do things later while he focused on issues in the present. He struggles to share his news with his son. Although they live in the same house and they care for and respect one another, each finds it difficult to open up and share inner feelings and thoughts. Just as Mr Williams has played a role in his office, so he appears to have played the part of a caring father, but has failed to bond emotionally and share his thoughts, dreams and fears with his son perhaps because the daily grind and constant repetition have overwhelmed him and left him a conditioned shadow of himself, unable to bridge the emotional gap between himself and his son. As a result of this distance between them, Mr Williams sees news of his impending demise as bothersome and a burden to his son, further suggesting that while he may have played the practical role of father perfectly efficiently, he has failed to commit and engage emotionally with the role. This distance and difficulty with engagement may also be viewed as an element of a broader game of manners in English society at that time. An emphasis on politeness, etiquette and formality, combined with emotional reticence, a refusal to reveal inner thoughts and display feelings, and an insistence on self-control may have led to stunted emotional growth and may even have contributed to a lack of self-fulfilment, both personally and professionally. This is beautifully observed throughout the film, but especially in the interactions between Mr Williams and his colleagues as well as with his son. This is also a theme common to a number of Mr Ishiguro's works. Upon consideration of his rapidly upcoming fate, Mr Williams decides to have some fun, and he heads to a seaside town for that purpose. He also contemplates taking his own life while there, though in the end he realises he doesn't have it in him to go through with it. Despite striking up a friendship with a local free-spirited young writer, 
he comes to realise he doesn't really have it in him to have fun either. Ultimately, it seems he is seeking some kind of fulfilment, and these fun activities do not provide the gratification or contentment he craves. He next develops a friendship with Miss Harris, whose zest for life he finds admirable and he hopes she will be able to inspire a similar dynamism in him. He sees what he has become and remembers fondly his childhood days full of life and full of hope, and he comes to see that the fulfilment he seeks must come from within him. Miss Harris does, however, offer an essential and very pertinent piece of advice, that he should return to work. At work, he recalls a project to do with the construction of a children's playground that has been stuck in bureaucratic limbo for months, and that inspires hope and a sense of purpose in him. He sets out to ensure this playground will be erected on a derelict site, a place where children can have fun, develop social contact and escape the drudgery of post-war life. It is also a place that will become the focus of the remainder of his life, and will, indeed, become his legacy. He wishes to leave behind something positive, something worthwhile which will be a source of pleasure, fun and hope for years to come, and he overcomes physical and human obstacles to ensure its completion. It will also stand as a testament to what can be achieved through positivity, determination and purpose, as opposed to simply allowing life to slip through your fingers and leaving the earth with no sense of fulfilment. Mr William's actions inspire his colleagues who come to admire his spirit and determination to achieve something in spite of red tape and bureaucratic resistance, and they vow to follow his example. However, shortly afterward, we see once again that the daily grind, social pressure and lack of leadership and inspiration take their toll and these colleagues once again fall into a blinkered and self-absorbed outlook, though hope for change survives in the shape of Miss Harris and Mr Wakeling. This is a film that entreats us to appreciate life and its possibilities, and to do something we consider of worth, contributing to and nurturing, if possible, the lives of others with our time here on Earth. It is a slow-burn character piece that engages and builds nicely to a touching and inspiring conclusion. The design and costumes are brilliantly evocative of the period, while the script captures the language and tone of the era, as well as fleshing out the characters beautifully. The performances are affecting all round, though Bill Nye deserves special praise for his highly engaging tour de force. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it of some value. Please join me again soon for discussion of more films and books.